Planning a trip to one of the great national parks? L.L. Bean went to the experts at the National Park Foundation to get the inside scoop on which parks are the best to visit in each season. Whether you're looking for outstanding scenery, smaller crowds, or unique activities, L.L. Bean, be an outsider. To check out the full list of recommendations, visit llbean.com explore. Welcome to The Final Four is Not on the Schedule. I'm your host, Eric, alongside with expert analyst Rod. Thanks for joining us on the best MSU basketball podcast featuring an in-depth recruiting, game matchup, and post-game analysis. We dive deep to give you the best tools to enjoy the Spartans and impress your friends and family. Hey, everybody. It's Eric alongside Rod, and we're here excited to have on four-star, six-foot-eight, 175-pound shooting guard from Birdville, High School in North Richland Hills, Texas, signed with the Spartans on August 2nd, 2022, Garrick Normand. Garrick, thanks so much for joining the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Uh, and, you know, I guess I'll get out the, the most obvious question, at least for us who don't know much about you. Your first name's Garrick. Is uh, one of your parents a big baseball fan or Yankees fan or exactly? What's the, what's the origin of your name? Not really. My dad, he just loved the name Garrick. Um, I mean, he is, uh, he was a baseball player when he was in high school. He was a big baseball guy, but he like just loved the name Gehrig. I mean, he had the ultimate respect for Lou Gehrig and, and what he did. Um, and my middle name is Rivers after Philip Rivers, the quarterback. <laughs> and so I get a baseball name and a football name and I end up loving basketball more than anything. So it's kind of ironic that, that that's the way it unfolded. Did you play those sports too? I mean, I assume you played lots of all those sports, but how did you get end up in basketball? I guess. Um, I played football until ninth grade. I was just like, they're gonna put me on varsity as a freshman for basketball, so I might as well just go straight basketball. But I mean, I was in love with basketball. I knew it was my sport. Um, I pretty much I was done with football. My dad played football at Kansas State, so I was kind of just really doing it for him. <laughs> um, and then I quit baseball before middle school. I didn't really like baseball. It was too slow for me. I'm a, I got to play at a fast pace and get things done. So um, correct me if I'm wrong, but our understanding is that you missed some time this season with a hand injury. Um, how did, is that the case? And how long were you out and how'd you hurt it? Yes, sir. I was out for about five and a half, six weeks. I broke my hand in the third game of our season going diving on the floor for a loose ball it snapped on me I came I pulled my hand out of like the bundle or whatever the ball was tied up in and I start wagging I see my fingers dislocated (laughs) so I immediately bang my hand on my hip like trying to whack it back in place because I can't I'm too scared to just grab it and pull it like I'm not one of those guys I'm not that (laughs) gross so I start just whacking if I don't see it it pops back in place my finger becomes straight I get back on defense. I was like, all right, I'll be fine, whatever. And uh, I, they go down and score the next possession, and the I, the ball is inbounded to me, and I start dribbling the ball. I'm like, holy crap, I can't dribble. Like, what's going on right now? Like, this is the weirdest thing ever, and I can't feel it. Like, it doesn't hurt. And I, I'm, I'm walking by our bench, and I go, coach, I think I just broke my hand. And he looks at me. He's like, he's trying to call a play. I go, 
coach, I think I broke my hand. And he's like, what? And make a couple passes, whatever. Try to get at the rim. I turn it over. They take me out of the game, and I'm like, screw this. I'm going to tape it up and tough it out and go Larry Bird stuff with my left hand. I, I go out with a tape and with a brick and couldn't do anything. I come out two minutes later, and the lady comes over, the the whatever manager or medical lady, and she's like, hey, you broke your hand. I go, I, I, I thought so. And she goes up and tells my dad, and my dad looks at me, and I see his reaction. It was kind of funny. He's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and uh, so it was it, it was a bad situation. I ended up getting surgery a week later. Um, I have a whole metal rod in the middle of my hand. You can kind of see the, the incision. And uh, it's in the middle of my hand, and I'm back better than ever. Can't complain. So it was a, it was a, a rough five and a half, six weeks, but we got through it, and we're back firing. I, I would I would say in terms of the number of ways you could go about getting that injury, that's probably one that didn't upset your coaches, wouldn't upset your future coach. We've had guys in the past at Michigan State that suffered broken hands um, in, uh, let's just say, less understandable circumstances. So <laughs> hustling for a loose ball, I guess you can't really assign any blame, right? Just one of those things that happens. Yeah, totally. They were they were happy with it that I was on the floor, but I mean they were upset that I was like got him out for five weeks. So, so you so you feel like you're pretty much back at one hundred percent because I I thought I saw in footage from your first game back I saw some clips. Are, do you have some kind of brace or some kind of apparatus on your hand? So I I'm I'm about like ninety percent. I got two pranks back, but um. Yeah, I had a huge on my hand because I was too scared to let it get hit. Like, I was just – like, it, it would just be painful for somebody to injure me. They don't want me in the game. I mean, it was the team to beat us if I wasn't in there. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I had a big pad on my hand and keep it from getting hit. Gotcha. How's your, how's your season been so far with Birdville? I mean, you were out for a while. Now you're back. How does it, how's it look? Do you guys think you have a good run in the playoffs? And are you, I mean, I guess I don't even know how Texas works. Are you going to make the playoffs? Uh, Yes, sir. We most likely will make the playoffs. We're in third place right now. We uh, lost the first two games in district. Um, I wasn't there for the first one. And the second one, we just every, so we had a kid ineligible and he comes back about the same time I do about a game after me. And uh, we come back and we, we uh we didn't play very well just because we like the group that was out there we haven't played together and like I haven't weeks and he hasn't played with us in a game in five six months so he was ineligible and he comes back and it's kind of a weird sauce of things but the game after we go and beat the game after we lose we go and beat the best team in the district and ever since then we've been on fire and it's kind of hard to stop us because we have so much so many threats right now. Um, and we're doing pretty well. Our overall record does not look good. I mean, we lost 10, 10 games without me. Um, and, but I mean, we're not, we're not any, we're not worried at all. Um, I mean, we, we really have, I think we have a legitimate shot at going to state. So it's, it's like a round by round playoff 
I mean, it's pretty standard, but I think we really do have a shot because of how, how deep we are and how many threats we have. So moving now to kind of your recruitment by MSU, obviously you're from Texas and historically, although Michigan State's had a couple of guys before you from the same, that same part of the state, historically Tom Izzo's recruited guys mostly from the region around Michigan, from the upper Midwest. And I, I think for, for MSU fans, it's always uh, curious and sometimes refreshing to know what people from other parts of the country think about MSU, think about Coach Izzo, and how they view the program. So what were your views of MSU and of, and of Coach Izzo before you were offered? Were you, were you a fan? Were you, how aware were you of, of the program and, and kind of all the elements of it, all those things? I mean, when I got that call, I pretty much canceled every other visit I had. I was, I was pumped. I mean, I have the most, I had the most, uh, most respect for Coach Izzo and, what he's done and the name he has in college basketball. Um, you know, I want to play for somebody that is going to fight for me. Um, I mean, obviously Izzo is one of those guys that he'll fight for his players. He loves each and every one of them. Um, you know, I've, I grew up watching college basketball a lot. And uh, I mean, you always see coaches. So if you watch in college basketball, it doesn't matter where you are. Um, so I had the most respect for Michigan state and, and, and their culture and what they do up there because they're, they win. That's, that's what matters most when they win, no, no matter where they are, no matter what time it is, they're, they're, they're going to win. Now I'm trying to remember, I, you had an offer from Wisconsin, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I did. Were you being recruited by any other big 10 schools? Um, Illinois I had an offer from Illinois. Uh, okay. And then Northwestern talked to me a little bit, but other than that, it was mostly Big Twelve, SEC, and so. Uh, but but Big Ten basketball, obviously, as you said, as somebody who who watches a lot of college basketball growing up, was there something about playing in the conference that in particular that appealed to you? Because I think I recall seeing you were pretty seriously considering Wisconsin before Michigan state got involved. So it, it seemed like you were willing to go into the big 10 region. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, big 10 basketball is like when you're a kid watching and you see Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan state, Michigan, you see all these teams in the tournament. Like I would root for the big 10 schools because I mean, they would just they just had fight that other teams didn't um and there's a there's a culture in the big 10 and it, it's it's a different type of culture and i fell in love with it at, at a young age and growing up i would always put wisconsin in my final four michigan state in my final four on my bracket and put have have michigan state win the national championship or wisconsin win the national championship and it's funny that it comes down to those two because mm -hmm. i always I always loved them in the tournament. I always, I always freaking put them in there. And um, when uh, when they called, I mean, I I pretty much knew that was God because it was three weeks that they called, and I like I knew in three weeks. Like there were schools that have been recruiting me for about a year, and 
and I gave those up immediately and I just did not care about those relationships. I just pursued on coach Izzo's relationship and their coaching staff. So it meant a lot to see the, the, uh, the big 10, the big, the, the big 10 school was <laughs> after. So, so just to follow up on that, then um, I think you've kind of answered what it, what it was that led to you deciding so quickly. Cause I have to tell you for, for Michigan state's fan base, to have you and Cohen Carr both go what, at least what seemed to us so quickly from getting an offer to taking a visit to East Lansing to committing was really refreshing because Mm -hmm. most recruitments don't go that way. Um, Most of the time, Michigan state tends to be in situations like you were describing where, you know, you're recruiting somebody for a year two years, sometimes even three years, especially if it's a Michigan kid that they have a longstanding relationship with. So it sounds like from what you're saying that just because of the way you viewed Michigan state's program, that once they came through with that offer, that was kind of it for you. And you just needed to, to sort of confirm that your impressions were correct on a visit, right? Totally. And also, I mean, it comes with, it comes with meeting everybody. I mean, I fell in love with the people like that, that visit what felt like home. Um, I mean, like, like we said it, like you said, it was a perfect fit for all four of us. Like we all, we all have the perfect fit for each other. Like Xavier, uh, Xavier is a, a freaking beast. I mean, he can do everything freaking six eleven somehow. And that makes no sense, but <laughs> Or general, I mean, he he's the passer, he's the scorer, he he's everything, and then Cohen's the freak, which is unreal. I don't understand how he's even human. And then we got me at shooting and what whatever else we need, you know what I mean? So I think it all fits fits so well. I just knew that, I mean, it was perfect. I knew Cohen went on the visit the day after. I was like, oh, they're gonna get this kid if they get me. I mean, there's no way he says no, like. What like if he says no, he's stupid. I mean, and I and we went. He went on his visit. Me and him talked, and we both we both knew. I mean, that visit is it's special. It's a special place. Um, when you go on that visit, it's they treat you like royalty. It's nothing else. But the the more important part was being on the visit and the the coaches wives are eating dinner with my mom and all the players are eating dinner with me and my little brother. And then my dad's eating with all the coaches. And it was just really cool to see how much of a family they are. Um, they care about our family. And that's, that's the most important thing of why I fell in love with it and, and why it came down to that. When you, you took your visit during the summer, if I remember correctly, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So uh, did you have much of a chance to interact with the guys that are currently on the roster? And, and if so, was there anybody in particular that you spent a lot of time with? Oh, totally. Um, I love freaking Carson Cooper and Jackson. They crack up. They are the funniest combination ever. I spent a lot of time with them on my visit. Um, we would go in the bread and the brez and shoot at 11 o'clock at night and, and stuff like that. But we would just sit there and talk. Like it was just so cool to be able to talk with them and just interact with them. I spent a lot of time with Malik as well, Trey and uh, Steve, <laughs> Steve-O. 
uh, I mean, those guys are hilarious. They're just great dudes. You can just tell that how bad they want it. And that just inspired me. Like I want it that bad too. So it, it, it also helped a lot with the, the players being able to be so comfortable with me. And I mean, they freaking knew I was going there and I didn't even know I was going there. Like it, <laughs> it, it was a cool, it was a cool experience. And um, I'm close with all of them now. I mean, I text with most of them at least, and they're all fun guys and they're all fun to be around. That's, you know, when we talked to Jeremy Fierce, it was pretty much the same story. He just felt like it was home. It felt like the family just, you kind of fit. What influence did Jeremy have on your recruitment or, you know, how did he get involved? And, and, and you mentioned you guys are all tight. I mean, do you communicate a lot with each other? And I know you all took your official visit at the same time, which I'm sure you guys planned out ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Um, I feel like Cohen, I mean, Xavier had a bigger, a bigger input on my, on my decision because I've known Xavier for about three years now. Okay. Uh, in his sophomore year, we were on the same circuit. He was absolutely killing everybody. And I had a game. I went off on him. Like I had like three steals on him, maybe like 36 points or something like that. Some crazy game. The bet, one of the best games of my summer because it was just against him. Every coach in the land was there to see him because he's a freaking six eleven shooter in the gym. So they, they, every coach in the gym is there to see him. And ever since that game, we really close. I mean, even though our recruitment was different throughout the lines, our low his recruitment was extremely fast. We were still really good friends. Like we text every day. Like we were buds. Um, and then the this last summer a month before even msu called i was like hey i know you're going to msu you should talk to them about me you should talk to them (laughs) i was like let them know who i am like that'd be pretty cool and then a couple weeks after that i i get a text from jeremy and um we started connecting and before my visit we all talked and it was really cool and then jeremy Jeremy texted me a lot on the visit. It was pretty funny. Jeremy was making sure I was going to Michigan State. He did not care about anything else but me going there. He said, are you going to commit? Are you going to commit? Like five times a day, like every every single day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He would text me at five different times and he would say, are you going to commit? Are you done? Like, did you, did you like it? This, that, this, that. And so Jeremy, Jeremy wanted me bad. Uh, I mean, Xavier had a big role too, just because he was my best friend and I knew the fit with us three would have been would be amazing, and also freaking the six, eight, eighty inch vertical guy would be amazing too. So <laughs> we, we ended up getting all all four of us, and we're super excited to be Spartans. I wanted to ask you a quick follow up on that. You mentioned playing on the same AAU circuit as as Xavier did, and both of you guys were on the New York to LA circuit, right? Yes, sir. Um, I know this is the case cause I've, I've seen him talk about it with Xavier, but I'm thinking it probably was for you too. Did, did you ever get any, um, have any of the, the shoe circuit, either EYBL or Adidas programs in your area kind of working you to join their, their AAU teams, especially as you got a little older, got up into 16 and under and 17 and under. Did that happen? Oh, totally. I figured, yeah. Texas is dirty, man. Like, (laughs) 
they got some weird cats in AAU. Like, we would go beat the crap out of an EYBL team, like, by 20 or, like, by 15, and I would have, like, 25, 30 points. And literally they're – like, I would meet up with my team. Like, we would talk after the game with my coach and my team. I'd be walking out of the gym, and the coach would follow me to my car. Oh, like wanting like, begging, begging to play for him. I, no, man, I've been with this dude since seventh grade. He's I've given him my all. He's given me his all. Like I'm sticking with him no matter what. And uh so yeah, they got some we got some weird cats here in Texas, but we're not all weird. I'll promise you that. I'm uh I'm I'm kind of surprised it didn't happen in the in the handshake line <laughs> after the game that they actually waited to follow. But that's that's really I mean, look, I just by virtue, a lot of the answers you're giving us and, and seeing some of the highlights of your playing, I, I've got a feeling you're going to be somebody that the Michigan State fan base really embraces. I, I mean, I assume, Eric, you would agree with me on totally, that. Yeah. Um, but I think I think one thing kind of inherent in what you're what you just talked about that's really important. And I, and I know it's important to the Michigan State program. You hear Tom Izzo talk about it all the time is the concept of loyalty. So the fact that you stuck with, you know, an AAU program that isn't playing under the brightest spotlight there is, but you did it for the right reasons is something that I've got to believe the Michigan State coaching staff um, is impressed by and, and probably one of the reasons that they decided to recruit you, I have to think. So that, that speaks very well of you, in my opinion. Um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I, I guess it, to turn a little bit more now that we've, you've gotten a chance to tell us about all the other guys in the class. Um, let's talk a little bit more about your game. How would you describe your game for someone who hasn't seen you play your strengths, your weaknesses? Um, I describe my game. Like I'm, just, I'm just super versatile. Like you told me to go lock up the best player on the other team. I'm going to do everything in my power that I can to do to go lock up that player. Um, if you tell me to score 30, I'm going to go score. Tell me to go dive on the floor, I'm going to go dive on the floor. I think uh, I'm super willing. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a coachable player. Um, I'll do anything a coach tells me to do, and that's for the right reasons. I mean, I trust my coach. That, Like you said, it's a sense of loyalty. Um, so – my strengths, shooting, um, you can shoot from anywhere on the floor, hand up, hand down, doesn't matter. Um, being able to get to the basket, draw fouls, um, and creating. I think the biggest part about this year for my verbal team was being able to get my teammates involved. I mean, everybody's going to be so focused on me and, and what I'm doing. I think I've brought on so much more creativeness to my game and being able to get my teammates involved and um, being able to be a, a big leader on, on this team is, is helped me a lot. Um, I mean, it's, it's made me realize that, I mean, it's not all me. It's, it's going to be other guys too. I can't score all 65 points in the game. I mean, that's not even possible, but uh, you can't, you can't do it by yourself. You gotta, you gotta trust the guys around you and, I think that's a big part about me is I'm a teammate. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna love all my teammates. I'm gonna help my teammates. They're gonna help me and we're gonna get through it and we're gonna win. That's all that matters is winning. 
what do you um what do you think is maybe the biggest thing between now and the start of next season so i'm including like when you come up to east lansing in the summer um that you want to improve on before the season starts if you had to identify one thing i think strength and quick quickness um i mean i went to the michigan michigan state game and watching we're gonna get into that we're gonna ask you about that (laughs) i went i went went to the game and being able to watch those guys and the pace they play at and the strength they play with um was amazing to watch and and i i need to make that turn i'm only 18 years old or 17 years old so i can't really I, i i mean i'm 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 only 18 years old so there's only much i can do so i think this summer will be huge for me and 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 perks of getting in the weight and and being able to get quicker and faster and keeping my shot in touch, I think that'll be a big part of, of how it transitions into next season. So I, b- before I turn it back to Eric, I'm, I'm going to make a really super, super lazy and obvious comparison, and I'm wondering how familiar you are with his game. So if you think there's – I'm on to something. Um, there's a guy Michigan State had fairly recently from your area of Texas – uh, named Matt McQuaid, who's now part of the staff. Have you seen much video, or did you watch him when he was actually playing at MSU? And do you think there are any similarities? Totally. Um, I, so basically, my next-door neighbor, he is a walk-on at Texas Tech. When they played Michigan State in that, in that run he was in, um, I was with Texas Tech because my next-door neighbor – was on the team for Texas Tech. And uh, so every time Quato made a play, it was like, I hate that guy. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mich- Michigan fans definitely felt that way about him in the Big Ten tournament that year. I can tell you that. And so I kept, I was like, man, I hate that guy. I hate the guy. I go, and then I, and I start to realize, I go, oh, wait, I am that guy. I am the. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great answer <laughs> yeah i i it, it's just to me i mean it's really lazy because oh you're both white wings from the dallas area and you're about the same size and you know you can both shoot but you're both pretty athletic and you know but it, it does seem to track though doesn't it that you know you got some similar elements to your game totally totally it, it does and we're really close and so he hates talking about it, obviously, because I had time left and I get to go play, and he can't anymore. But um, and we, uh, he's he's one of my best friends, and obviously he's my coach now, and so I'm excited to to play under him and learn a lot from him. And yeah, the comparisons are true. Yes, we play <laughs> like. So, I mean, I've heard it enough, um, especially down here. I mean, everyone knows him, so. Everyone's asking me, hey, you know Quato or Matt? <laughs> yeah, I know Quato. He's he's a pretty cool cat. He's a pretty cool guy. So uh yeah, me and the comparisons are are very close and yeah, we're 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 great. We're great we're great buds and great friends. So I'm excited to to be with them up in East Lansing. So be- before I ask you about what it was like at the watching Michigan Michigan State and the environment, um what was it about Michigan State, uh, either offensively or defensively, that you like the way they, you know, the Izzo runs the team? Um, defensively, I mean, that game we just could not make shots. Um, I mean, Joey went one for seven from three. I remember 
Um, I mean, and Joey's the best shooter, one of the best shooters in the Big Ten. So going one, going one for seven in a game like that, and you win it, it shows a lot about your defense, a lot. And uh, I mean, I loved how hard they played on defense. Izzo is the freaking dog on defense. He knows what he's doing. The icing, the ball screens, the doubling down on Dickinson was huge and making Dickinson get off the ball. Um, I mean, we we ran that defense perfectly for us to, in order to win, and we just were not hitting. Like, we couldn't make shots that game. Um, Tyson and A.J. made huge plays down the stretch, and um, that's what you got to do. You got to make those plays down the stretch in order to win, and uh, you got to keep that lead. I mean, we were up 14 early in the second half or something like that. We were yep. up. We were yep. up and, uh, I mean, the we, we had an opportunity to push that lead out, and they went on a little bit of a run, and they got back in it. So, I mean, I wish we would have came up and ended up beating them by 25 and shoved it in their face, and then it got really fun. But uh, it'll happen sometime soon, hopefully. What what did you think of the environment there and it being at the Breslin during a game? So I've never I've only been to like college basketball games in my life and being able to go to the whiteout and seeing how crazy the the students are and going up to the freaking concessions and getting stopped and getting asked for pictures and sign I've never signed an autograph. I mean I've been <laughs> up a couple autograph and stuff and. So going going to the freaking concessions trying to get a Dr. Pepper was the hardest thing you'd ever think, but it was fun. Like I'm like, I'm like, or something. So, uh, I mean, the atmosphere was crazy. You see how excited the fans are about Michigan State basketball. is It's, it's insane. I, I get so much love from the fan base, and they, uh, they're the best people. That's, that's why I chose Michigan State, because of the people. And so uh, the fan base is crazy. I'm excited to be in a game atmosphere i can't wait we talked a little bit about the things that you think you're going to bring that are strengths and and maybe some of the thing the physical things it sounds like that you feel like you need to work on in, in advance of next season um and i guess before i ask this question i'll ask you are you do you know yet are you plant michigan state basketball players typically get to campus late may early june are you do you know yet are you planning to get there in that time frame yes sir i'll be there most likely late may just because it's such a big transition i mean it's a thousand miles from home so i'll probably get there late may um get used to the the life there i mean there's an hour time that, but has um has anybody talked to you about moneyball yet i assume they have oh yes they've they've talked to me about yeah. money. <laughs> that I think I think it's going to be very interesting this year because you know it, there's always interest because it's Michigan State players involved, but the intensity of the crowds kind of ebbs and flows a little bit depending upon the team. Like let's say the two years Miles Bridges was on the team recently, it was standing room only crowds because people wanted to watch him dunk. I've got a feeling that with the hype associated with your class in general and then in particular i think people want to see cohen Carr and that as you said 80 inch vertical leap um i think it's going to be pretty crazy so that should be a lot of fun um but given that what what are your personal expectations if you even have them kind of coherently formed in your mind yet 
for what your freshman year is going to be? And, and how do you think you're going to be able to help the team next year as a freshman? Um, I mean, obviously next year is we're, we're trying to win it. Um, you know, Xavier is a highly rated prospect. Probably going to go one and done. I mean, who knows? I, I couldn't tell you. Um, but based on how his freshman year goes, he'll probably be league after because he's just that good. And maybe Cohen too, who knows? I mean, so we're going to focus on winning it at all. Um, that's the main thing for us is all four of us, we want to freaking win. That's why we did decided to go to Michigan State. They got a winning culture. We're going to go in there, win a national championship, prove everybody wrong, and shove it in their faces. So, I mean, we we, we want to win it. Um, and then my personal – I I don't really know. I don't, I don't I really have any expectations. I'm going to give it my all. I mean, obviously, I want to play as much as I can, um, and I'll do whatever I can to make sure that happens. So, um, I mean – I'm going to put in the work. Trust me, I will. And uh, these, the guys around me are, they're going to be putting in the work too. So I'm, I'm excited to just get on campus and see where I fit in and see how everything molds together for me and, and the guys around me. How much uh, green and white stuff do you have in your closet? Did you get a lot of stuff when you, uh, do they give you a lot of gear or are they not allowed to until you come on campus? I have, I have too much gear already. Just based <laughs> on stuff. Um, they haven't given me anything because I mean, obviously the you know, NCAA, but I mean, you'll have plenty, you'll have plenty in a, in a couple months once you're on the team, then you can get all that stuff. And it's, it's actually just a kind of a bad live way to get into live read for our, our sponsor, nor, uh, nudge printing. They actually, if you want to get your Spartan gear for uh, all the listeners, you can go to nudgeprinting.com and you can enter the coupon code final four to get 20% off your order. But Gary, like I mentioned, he's not going to have any trouble. He'll have an entire closet full of green stuff for the next couple of years for sure. Um, I guess, you know, last question for me, I, what do you think you want to do? I mean, outside of basketball, what are you looking to do when you're on campus? Uh, do you have any idea of what you want to study or just kind of see what piques your interest? My major is in communications, but we're supposed to win a national championship. So I'm going to be so focused on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd really I have a plan B. I'm going to try to go as far as I can in basketball. I mean, obviously, that sounds kind of stupid, but, I mean, I, I, I want to win. Like, that's why I'm going to Michigan State. I'm not going to Michigan State to go to school. I'm going to Michigan State to play basketball. But I am going to get my education. Don't worry, Mom. I will. <laughs> I'll get my education done. But I'm there to win basketball games, and that's why I'm getting my school paid for for free. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get my education. I will. I will. I'm I'm looking into communication. So and business. My dad owns a business. So um, hopefully one day he'll hand it over. Probably not because he dislikes me so much. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, he owns a business and he's he's had it my whole life. And maybe one day I could do something with that. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but main thing is to win basketball games right now. You sound like you're 18. That's totally fine. Uh, yeah. I, I guess, you know, one other question is you, you mentioned your little brother. Uh, how old and does he play basketball or is he in other sports or what does he do? So my little brother, he's 16. Like any other 16 year old, he wants to fight every 10 seconds and uh, <laughs> he plays the footballer. He's after my dad 
and he can sling that thing. He's 6'4", a little bit – getting bigger, skinny like me, but getting bigger over time, and I feel like he'll have a shot. I mean, not a lot of quarterbacks out there that can throw it as hard as he can. So, I mean, I think he has a lot I'm trying to get tucked to get on him, but <laughs> harder. We're trying. Well, I think that's it, and uh, we'll wrap it up there. Garrick Norman from uh, Birdville High School, thank you so much for being on the show. We're, I can speak, I think, pretty safely for most Michigan State fans. We're very excited to have you come on campus next year. Looking forward to seeing you. Obviously hoping for a little bit more this season. This season's not over, so we're going to hope for a lot. But really excited to see you. Thanks so much for being on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Y'all have a great one. You too. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.